if you are the person who etiquette dictates is supposed to pay and you let the other person split it, you suck. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. everybody i'm brendan and i'm marissa and welcome back to dear queers the show where we answer all of your queer queries we are back at it because we know what you like yes we do we're here to provide you with some light entertainment and some heavy advice that comes from the heart there is an important matter, though, that we must address Immediately. up top here. Yeah, I feel like we erroneously have joked before that we could not be canceled. We were uncancelable. Uncancelable. Um, this has is not the case, unfortunately. Our heads got a little too big. <laughs> we may have said some things that we would like to apologize for (laughs) yep and if you're wondering what are they talking about last episode they only talked about like normal garden variety nonsense Mm -hmm. uh this is a little bit more of a deep cut that we're going back to apologize for today yes do you want to do you want to tell them about it um sure i guess since it's yeah well (laughs) So if you may recall, if you are um, a loyal listener of the show, we have an episode that we did previously about pets. On said episode, we may have said a few inflammatory things about a particular pet by the name of Bougie Gates. Uh, (laughs) (laughs) And we said these things not thinking much of it because we were just expressing our true and honest thoughts and emotions about this dog and what happened is this dog's loving owner who also happens to be my own mother (laughs) chose to listen to said episode recently after a long break of not listening to any episodes of this show and upon listening to this episode she became upset stressed distressed yes distressed by the nature of some of our comments that we had made about her dear son and reached out personally to express her um distress so we would like to formally apologize to PETA, a.k.a. Brendan's mother, for the distress we may have caused to her. And if you're noting the irony of us getting canceled for a take about pets by PETA, we see it too. I didn't even think of that, but yeah. It's- <laughs> yep. Yep. It's, uh... you know, 
What I also think is so funny is I was just looking at our back catalog of episodes to see, you know, like, okay, so if I'm your mom, I haven't listened in a while. I'm like scrolling through, I'm perusing the options to be like, oh, what would be a good one for me to listen to? I haven't heard my son in my ear holes lately. Um, That's my (laughs) South African accent. You're going to cancel it again. I'm I'm not interested in comments about it. Um, (laughs) And so I... At first, when I was thinking about this, I'm like, oh, of course she picked pets. It's, you know, it's innocuous one. You know, she's much more likely to pick, you know, deer pets than she would have been deer penises or deer sex toys, which were other ones in the same kind of batch. Correct. Uh, but what's interesting, Brendan, is the one that came out immediately after deer pets was deer parents. <gasps> Wouldn't you have expected her to listen to the one about parents before the one about pets? That is a really good point. Yeah, I, I should ask her. Um, you should. I think maybe because that one was the only thing I can think of is that one came out before. So maybe she was like, oh, I'll listen to this one first and then that one. Or the other theory is that she was like, I don't <laughs> want to know what they yeah. were saying about me in that yeah. episode. Although I don't I mean, recall that we, we didn't say I don't think we said yeah. anything. She yeah. would have been a lot better off listening about parents than she would have about pets. Yeah, which maybe was her mistake and her thinking, you know. Right. That I can, was, that I can understand. Yeah, I can understand the, mm-hmm. the thought process. So potentially, but I, sure. I'll have to follow up and see. Yeah, please. Um, but yes, I also extend my apologies about the unfortunate buggy uh, slander. It was, you know, it was inappropriate. Yeah, we... Nope, I'm not gonna. Yeah, I, I know. I'm. I'm. I'm choosing my words <laughs> yeah. so deliberately. Let's, yeah, yep. So, mother, <laughs> if you're listening, I'm gonna make you listen to this. You, you gotta. Yeah, that's what's gonna happen. So, okay. So glad we got that out of the way. Now yep. we are uncanceled. Thank God. <laughs> Back to business, baby. That's how it works, right? You just say right. So sorry. Um, mm-hmm. Okay, let's do it. Should we? Read a question. I really think that we should. Let's do that. You go. You read. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. All right. I will. Okay. Here we go. Uh, Dear queers, I'm a bi woman who has recently gotten back out there and I'm having an ethical dilemma. As we all know, lots of queer folks are broke. I totally recognize how capitalism and homophobia intersect to make it difficult for a lot of queer people to be financially successful. But the reality is I don't want to be in a relationship where I'm the breadwinner. How do I navigate this from if you were a rich gay? There's a lot of parts to this question. I feel like there's a lot of components. I'd like, I almost need to like break each part down. Okay. Break it down. Go for okay. it. So, well, okay. So, Okay, so we're dealing with a, a bisexual woman. That's how they mm-hmm. identify. Mm-hmm. So there's that part of it. And then they are aware that there is some ethical gray area involved in the question itself. And then, okay, so lots of queer folks are broke. And then I, well, I like that. Okay, so they said that, but then also went into like, their reasoning for saying that it wasn't just like blanket Uh it was like trying to like absolve themselves of like i get why this is a thing like i am like i understand the like sociological forces that are the factor behind this 
Yeah. Well, but to be fair, also, there are a lot of very wealthy queer folk, too. Mm -hmm. Look at Ellen. Right. Well, yeah, but like, you know. (laughs) Right. For every, you know, barista, there's an Ellen. And then, okay. So the main thing is basically this. I guess the core of this is sort of like if you kind of cut out everything in the middle, the core of it is like, I am bisexual. I want to date someone who is richer than me. Yes. And like, am I a bad person if I do that? I think is what we are like. Yeah. What is like really being asked of that? Yes. Yes. Like in a way, the, the, the middle part, it's not irrelevant, but like it, you know, like that it's. It is. And it's not right. It's like, it's like her trying to be like, here are all the reasons why maybe I'm not a bad person. Am I still a bad person? <laughs> yeah. Well, I mean, okay. So I, I guess it is like a, that can be a contentious thing. Obviously, I think in any relationship, you know, where there is like discrepancy in money, um, yeah. you know, it's, I think it's a universal thing and it's, you know, it shows up in a lot of different ways, but like, I mean, even when you think about like, if you were to list the factor, if you were to list like the qualities you want in like an ideal partner, mm-hmm. probably for your average person, like has a good job is on that list yeah. without, you might not have examined why that's on your list. You might not have paused and thought about like, well, is that really fair to be on my list but like right if you were if you're gonna like let's say bring home a new partner to your family it's probably gonna be one of the first things they ask is like what do they do mm-hmm. and if you're like they're uh i don't know what's a bad job <laughs> <laughs> i um this could get us canceled i know we this what about like head. just in your own head insert yep. bad job insert here. what you think is a bad job there so you can cancel yourself or whatever yeah. awful thought you just had about a job that you think is bad there's a there's like have you heard the the no it's like the theory of like there is like a threshold of like a certain amount of money that like if you make less than that you're probably going to be unhappy and stressed but if you make mm-hmm. too much more than that you will also be unhappy and stressed there's that sort of like i could be wrong you know, but my understanding is it's not necessarily that if you make too much more than that you'll be happy you'll be unhappy and stressed it's that once you hit a certain price point it's diminishing returns for how much more you make so it's yeah, like okay, I, yeah. I think when the study came out obviously inflation has changed it it was like for a single person household it was i think seventy five thousand dollars. yeah i think that's the number i heard as well it probably is not anymore but if we were to use that as an example i think basically the theory is you know if you're making less than that it's a problem in that like you will be stressed enough about money that it will impact the quality of your life and also like what you can afford or cannot afford will impact the quality of your life but whether you're making let's say 80 or 100 or 200 or a million happiness levels remain about the same after that point. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think, okay, yeah, that, that makes sense. So I guess the the point is, like, there is a certain reality to, like, as much as I think there is this romantic notion that people want to cling to of, like, like, I don't care, like, what they, how much they make, what they do, whatever. But, like, I think the reality of, especially if you're trying to do things together right. you know like like it, like it li- you are there is a reality i'm just i'm rambling but like the reality is <laughs> there is <laughs> i was about to say the reality is there is a reality oh boy 
<laughs> that like not having enough money <laughs> limits you in certain ways. Yes. You know, like right. you, and everyone knows that that's true. Everyone yes, knows that is that. like I don't think anyone can deny. Like I would like to see someone argue that I'm sure someone could try, but like argue yeah. the point that like that, that that's not a, a factor, you know. Yes. In, right. And I think why this is so salient in particularly, I would argue like queer female slash like non-male relationships is generally speaking for like cis straight couples, the expectation is that the man will make more. Certainly this, it is not always true. And I think I, I know plenty of like girlfriends who make more than their partners. And sometimes that has caused like tensions. It shouldn't. And that's, you know, misogyny in action but like the reality is often generally speaking if you follow like the social script men make more than women which also is generally true because of like men do make more than women because of systemic issues with pay disparity right so how this shows up i think in queer female relationships can be tricky because it could be both of you are broke or one of you is making a lot more than the other. I mean, I guess, again, that could be true in any relationship, but there's no sort of script for how this tends to play out. And so I think particularly, I can see why our letter writer as a bi woman, if she's maybe used to dating men where it doesn't matter how much she makes because he's always there to kind of foot the bill, then all of a sudden to be like, oh, but what if I have to be the one footing the bill? I could see why that's maybe thrown her for a loop. Yeah, it's just, it's something different, unexpected. I guess I'm just trying to figure out, like, uh, when you say, I don't want to be the breadwinner, is that saying, like, I don't want to be the one who's making the most money, or I just don't want to be the one who's, like have there be such a huge like pay discrepancy you know yeah that's I mean it sounds like my my guess is she doesn't want to date someone who makes less than she does but let's say what if it's like she makes um 80 and the the other person makes 75 you know it looks like then she would be a fucking jackass for writing in with this question (laughs) I really hope that's not it right right. the way I was like envisioning this when I read it is like let's say yeah let's say like she is making, let's say, 75 and she's like swiping on the apps and comes across like a cute barista or something. Right. Someone who's probably making like 35 grand a year and is like, I will swipe away because I don't want to have to navigate that. Mm-mm-mm-mm. Yeah, fair. I guess the Which, other like, thing we should we should at least. In order to try not to get canceled, we should name this as classism. Yeah. Okay, yeah. you can go ahead now. <laughs> um, I was going to say the other kind of factor in this as well is like what kind of lifestyle you're trying to lead. You know, it's like, right. I guess right. generally speaking, you know, what tends to happen is that the lifestyle creep, like the more you tend to make, the more you kind of want and feel like you need. Yeah. Um, But there is also a world or situation where like, you know, you make more, but like maybe you both, you try to lead a lifestyle that 
fits comfortably with what both of you kind of like you know like go with the the lower common denominator kind of thing of like sure right know. like if you just want to like live in a yurt and raise goats you can do that with that barista cutie yeah exactly yeah so like i think that is sort of a way around it in a way of like okay if you're comfortable with like you know this is what this person is able to afford and those are the things that we'll do together but then if you're wanting to do more extravagant things mm-hmm. you either have to be um willing to say i really want to do this i will kind of close the gap so that we can do this or right then be like you know what i not i don't want to do that so i'm going to yeah. have to be with someone who can meet me there you know, you know I'm, I'm, I'm not willing to come down to here you know right I'm wondering if the letter writers worry, is she worried that the hypothetical broke person who she's dating will want more extravagant things and be sort of like riding on her coattails? Or is she worried that she's the one who wants the extravagant things and the broke girlfriend doesn't? The broke girlfriend is going to be like, yeah, like, let's live in a co-op with 15 other people. And she's going to be like, no, I want a condo downtown. Yes, that is also a, an excellent point of like, because this is all theoretical in a way. It's like you're assuming mm-hmm. that if you were to be dating a barista who's like, let's say, making significantly less, that mm-hmm. then that barista would, yeah, like it would it would be an issue in that way of like. Yeah, I think it's not fair to rule out the metaphorical barista because that is a like all you know is this barista's making coffee right now. For all you know, she's about to inherit a million dollars from her grandpa. Or she's in school and she's about to, like, get a job where she makes more money. Or she, like, doesn't, like, give a shit that she can't ever do anything that, like, might cost more money. Like, you just don't know yeah. what the what life is going to entail. Yeah. And so to, like, rule it out based on just, like, here is what this person makes at this particular moment in time, mm-hmm. I think, like does not set you up for success. Absolutely. Yeah. Cause he, well, right. It's like, are we talking about a 22 year old barista? Or are we talking about like a 57 year old barista? You know, like that could yep. make a difference. Sure but, could. But yeah, it's like, at, cause over the course of your lifetime, everyone has career ups and downs and you're going to be making maybe like very little money or no money at one point. You're going to be making a lot of money at another point. It's like, that's just mm-hmm. what happens. So, yeah, I think to write, to like write someone off or being like, oh, this is where you're at right now. Mm-hmm. You're never going to be doing better or worse yep. or whatever. That's never going to change is kind of. And yeah. I also wonder how much this is like not just a money thing, but a class thing to go back to the classism of like, mm-hmm. okay, would our letter writer say no to, let's say, like a bartender or a barista, but yes to? I'm just thinking about like when I was like a fresh out of school social worker. I did not, I made probably less than like the barista or the retail girl at the shop. But if you would have dated me because it's like, oh, I have a master's degree, then it's not really about the money, is it? Right. Yeah. I feel like there is a tendency to like, we look down on certain professions or jobs just because of like, yeah, what we think we know about them. And so, yeah, like, 
you don't always know what like there are a lot of bartenders that make so much money yep. you know yep oh, like i know bartenders that make six figures like yeah, i personally like, know so yeah like yes. easily sometimes yeah so it's yeah. like right it does it it is sort of it can be like a classist thing in a way of like you're just thinking like oh clearly this person isn't worth my time or they're Mm-hmm. don't make enough money or whatever because of this job that they have right now mm-hmm. yes so in short fuck capitalism i think is what i'm saying yeah yeah if there was this would be irrelevant if we yeah did not live mm-hmm. in a capitalist society mm-hmm. yeah so well yeah so maybe hopefully they will Think more broadly through the options. Yes, we can help. Brendan, you want to jump us into the next one? I would love to. Dear queers, I'm gay and I've been going on a lot of dates lately. Every time I go to dinner with another guy, we do that weird card dance at the end, and I always dread it. I know there is the outdated and sexist guy always pays rule with straight couples. What is the etiquette with dates of the same gender? From split me in half, not the bill. (laughs) So sorry. This is what happens when we record at 10 o'clock at night. You get pseudonyms (laughs) like this. Yes, we did. We spent, you know, good amount of time. I think you came up with that one. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. And we were both just like, I think I reacted violently at first. And then I thought about it. I was like, you know what? Why not? You know? Why not? You only get one chance. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) So despite the controversy over the pseudonym, I actually think there's a very straightforward answer to this question oh yes yeah uh the person who asks the date picks up the bill yeah i would agree with that yeah i think as as someone who has been in this situation many times yeah i feel like that's that's my go-to usually that said that really only works for like the first maybe three-ish dates true it does get more complicated like in a way as fucked up as it is the like the misogyny involved with that outdated like rule there is some like comfort in it in a way of <laughs> knowing like all right this is what this is how this is what is. the expectation is yeah although like i would think well yeah and nowadays like okay even if you were someone who kind of went with that concept let's say on a first date or two mm-hmm. and then it turned into a more longer term thing i can't imagine that like unless you were just so traditional that like every single time you went out and did anything after that it would just be like on the guy to no pay for I mean, it all. well i mean i think that can happen when kind of relating back to our last question when there's a big income discrepancy um, oh yeah sure but i think if you and the guy if like a like a straight couple like if they make about the same money i think the general rule of thumb is like after like the first few dates you just both kind of toss your card in 
yeah, I think that makes sense. You know, it just becomes a little more, yeah, like back and forth equal sort of thing. Right. Mm-hmm. Unless there is some sort of like agreed upon, like, you know, sugar daddy or sugar mommy situation as well. Mm-hmm. You know, like that's a unique circumstance. Right. So, um, yeah, I guess it's a communication thing too. Like, okay. Like what is our expectation moving forward with that kind of thing? Mm-hmm. You know? Yeah. I think what I certainly agree on is it is, it is nice to have the like structure. Like when I date men, like I know exactly what to expect. Like this is what happens. The bill comes. He pulls out his wallet. I pull out my wallet. Then he puts it down. He says, no, 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 no. And I go, really? Are, are, are you sure? And he goes, yes, of course. Don't even think about it. I'm like, if you're sure. And then he goes, absolutely. And then I put my wallet away. You have to do the dance. Mm-hmm. You're an asshole if you don't pretend like you, you everyone has to play their part. Yeah. But that is the script. That is what you do. Yeah, right. I don't think... I think no matter what, yeah, like it's always polite to like, like you should never, I think never, ever like just expect. No, but I will say, and I recognize everything unfair about what I'm about to say. And I've never had this happen, but if someone actually took me up on that, like if I went to go put down my card and they let me, I would maybe never go out with them again. Yeah. I mean, it would be a little bit weird. Yeah. I mean, it breaks the social contract. Yeah. But I like, I'm not going to lie. Like I, I would get jealous sometimes of like friends who strictly like female friends, strictly dating men where like that construct was so kind of heavily in place, like to the point where like, they would be like, oh yeah, like I'm just going on a lot of dates because it's getting a lot of free meals, you know? Like- yes. But keep in <laughs> mind, again, back to the gender pay gap we make so much less money than you do over the course of our lives times that it's a little bit of a course correction. Yeah, that's fair. So mm. uh, you can be mad about it, but you can't be that mad about it. Yeah. Anyways, let's talk about gay people. Cause that's what we're here on this show for. Exactly. Yeah. So um, I guess, right. So we're, we're saying, we think like generally good rule of thumb is like, I ask you out, I kind of plan the state. So like I, that's on me to, to pay for that. Yes, but would you, okay, then the question is, do you still have to do the little dance? I say yes. Yeah. Yeah, I think it's just that it's a the polite thing to do, you know? Yeah, the dance isn't gendered. Yes, agreed. Everyone needs to do the card dance. It mm-hmm. is a universal dance. Right. I agree. And if you are the person who etiquette dictates is supposed to pay and you let the other person split it you suck yeah (laughs) yeah 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 like like know who it's on going into the situation like you should know like i i yeah like especially now like we're telling you yeah especially now after this right you can't claim ignorance exactly yeah right if you're gonna ask someone out and i would also i mean I guess you could make the argument that this applies across all sexualities and genders. Like if I were to ask a man out, maybe the expectation would be that I pay, but I would never do such a thing. So I have no experience with that. Well, I think Mm -hmm. I was going to say, I think what makes it fair that that is the case kind of across the board. Like I think if we are applying it universally, it's because if you think about it, so let's say like, I'm asking you out. 
mm-hmm. on this date. Yeah. Like generally that would mean that I am making a decision about like where we're going and like what we're doing. That is not my experience. Okay. Well, typically I, I would say like, I'm thinking about like the dates I've been on recently ish. It's it off. Not always, but certainly there are plenty of times where like someone will ask me out and then they'll be like, do you want to get dinner? And I'll be like, great. And they'll be like, any thoughts on where we should go? And then mm-hmm. I will provide a location. Mm, okay. Yeah, true. I guess that does, that does happen a lot. It can happen. I was just thinking of but like- But then it's okay. also, I will say what is so tricky about that is I'm as like being in that position, I'm like, I don't know how much you were planning on paying for this day. I don't know mm. if you want me to suggest a steakhouse or right. if you want me to suggest like a little cafe. By choosing a place knowing- Generally, if I think if you're if you're picking it, you probably have some sense of like how much it's going to cost or whatever. Then it's only fair that like you're going to bear the brunt of the burden of that, you know? Yes, right. What would be a supreme dick move is if like you asked someone out to like a really, really, really nice restaurant and then expected them to foot the bill or split it with you. That happened to me. Did it? Uh, yeah. Um, it was... Uh, yeah, it was like not a good date at all. But uh, he suggested a very like kind of fancy exclusive place, and then like we we I think we split the bill, but like split it equally. Also, he ordered a lot more stuff than I did too. Fuck that. Mm-hmm. That's yeah. unconscionable. Yeah, it was not, it was, I was not happy. This is why, and I won't get too much on my soapbox about this. I think it is generally speaking a good idea to avoid meals for a first date. I think like Mm. drinks or coffee, something where it's like not going to be a lot of money is not a big commitment. And if you're not feeling it and you know, like 15 minutes into it, you're not feeling it. You just don't order another round and you can leave quickly as opposed to being stuck for like a whole meal. True. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like it's it's more of a commitment and also like financial commitment as well. Like a few rounds of drinks is not going to put you out as much as like a whole meal with like drinks potentially, you know. Right. For sure. If you are doing like a dinner date kind of thing, don't order like a you know, like a shit ton more or like a bunch of fancy or expensive drinks or this and that and then expect the other person to like pay or split, split or like yeah. you know like i mean it's fine if you do want to do that but then like take on the, the tab yeah exactly and the other thing to do with that is if you can find a way to make it clear early on that you will be paying for it so the other person's not like sweating being like oh my god am i gonna have to pay for all of this later mm-hmm. uh there's not really a way to do that very gracefully i feel like like it's because it's so like if you were to like, let's say like order a bottle of champagne and be like, don't worry, I'm paying. That doesn't, it's not a great approach, but I don't really know what the alternative is. No, I know. I'm trying to think about like, is there a way to not make that uncomfortable? I don't know. I think it's just, you just kind of have to like rely on the the expectation that like you would think, right. Like if you're going to ball out like that, that you're not going to mm-hmm. then be like, Oh, but you're we're you're gonna pay for it, kind of thing, right? But basically, okay. So, what is our what is our final kind of takeaway from this? Um, 
he who smelt it dealt it. Yes. Love yeah. that. Love that. I know you do. <laughs> Thanks so what? much for listening. Uh, hopefully you enjoyed this episode. Yeah, as always. Um, send us more questions to dear.queers on Instagram or dearqueers.pod at gmail.com or dearqueers.gay. Um, and you can give us a rating on Apple Podcasts. You can subscribe to us on anchor.fm slash dearqueers. And if you refuse to be helpful or nice or good, then what's going to happen to you if you don't do any of those things is um, we're going to take all of your money. (laughs) (laughs) Like that's it. That's, just that's, that's all. Yeah, we're, we're just, just gonna, gonna like, grab you blind. Yeah, we're gonna like, but like, we're gonna get access to like all of your accounts, like even the secret ones, like the offshore ones. We're gonna right. like just hack into everything, drain them all, and we'll give you back fifty percent if you that or no, it's it's diminishing returns. So like, the longer you take yeah. Yeah. to. Uh, correct your wrong, the less of the money you'll get back. Yep. That's exactly what's going to happen. Mm-hmm. So, you know, choose wisely. Yeah. Or you can just give us all your money if you want to. Yeah. There's a lot of options available to you here. Yeah. That also counts that that is part of the like things you can do just generally, you know. Right. Like so you, you can don't... do it. Yeah. You can like <laughs> Give us money both in like a Patreon. Do we have a Patreon? Is that what we have or do we not? Have no, that? it's 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 like through Anchor. Yeah. So you could yeah. do it through that or you could just like write us a check. Yeah. You can Venmo us. Mm-hmm. You can like mail us cash. Like we'll we'll take your money. We will never say no to that. Yeah, exactly. So one way or another, we're going to get your money. <laughs> yeah. Don't worry about it. Um. All right. Well, thank you for joining us again. We love you. And we'll talk to you soon. Bye-bye. 